necessary, but will definitely help you follow. Good morning, everyone. We have a, a jewel of a, uh, a short Rashi Sicha, um, quite beautiful, of course. Um, we're learning Sicha uh, Dalit, Parshas Ekev, Chelek Yutes. And we're learning in the Schos of Rabbi Yisif Yitzhak Ben Sima Chasya and the Shlucha Masha Bas Bat Sheba. They should both have a Refua Shalema Kreba Miyad. The Sicha again, Sicha Dalit and Parshas Ekev. The Perushai Al Hapasuk, Venasati Mitar Artsachem Beitai. So it's found in this week's Parsha. Um, it's Perak Yud Aleph, Pasuk Yud Dalit. And uh, these are words that we say in davening every, every single day. So on these words, Hetik Rashi Minakasov, Rashi cites from the, from the Pasuk, Hateva is Benasati Mitar Arzachem, I will give the dew of your land. And on the words Minasati Mitar Arzachem, if you look into the Rashi, Rashi says, once you have done what is incumbent upon you, I too will do what is incumbent upon me. That's Rashi on the words, and the Rebbe says it's not understood. What is difficult in the plain shot of the Pasuk in the words, I will give the dew of your land in its time. What is difficult here? The Rashi feels compelled to comment that once you do what, what you're obligated to do, then I will do what's incumbent upon me. And it's specifically and especially especially because it doesn't seem to be anything novel that Rashi is adding to the, to the simple explanation. Now, Rebbe Lazar Mizrahi, the Mizrahi explains, that by giving us these words, in the words of Rashi, by Rashi's commenting these words, he does this. So according to the Re'em, Rashi cites, gives us his parish to draw attention to the fact that once the Jews do what is incumbent upon them, there will be additional blessings that flow from that. And this, the Re'im explains, is why after it says, then the Torah delineates Yaira Umalkaish, early rain, late rain, you will gather your grain, I'll give you grass, you will eat and you will be sated. And this is different than in Parshat B'chukhesai, in Chumash Vayikra, 
where there it says, I will give you a rain in its time. So therefore, according to the Re'em, Balzem, Mivari Rashi, so because of this, for this reason, Rashi explains, that these additional blessings come because you did what you were obligated to do. Once B'nai Israel do everything that they are obligated to do, they complete all of their obligations, then Hashem says, I too will do what I'm obligated to do. Everything. I will fulfill my obligation in such an all-inclusive manner that it will include any possible goodness that you need. But the Rebbe says about Kashal Farish came, but this is it's difficult to uh, explain it in this way according to the to the Mizrahi. It's it's difficult to explain that this is Kavonas Divri Rashi, that this is what Rashi actually has in mind. And the Rebbe says, Mikama Tainim. There are a few reasons why he doesn't think that this is why Rashi commented here in this way. That it's specifically to address the additional blessings. Aleph, the first reason that the Rebbe kind of doesn't embrace this is because Rebbe says, Rashi hetik menakosov venasati metar Rashi cites from the Pasuk the words, and I will give you the dew, the dew of your land. And he doesn't add etc. He could have added etc., but he doesn't. He adds, he, he cites only these words. I knew this means. This means that Rashi's comment comes as a result of the words not something that follows, not additional blessings that follows. Ulabir Hara'im, but in according in accordance with the Ra'im's explanation, the But the Ra'im seems to be saying that Rashi is commenting in this way because of things that come later. on the contrary, in these particular words that Rashi brings down as the as, as what he's citing on. It seems that it's exactly aligned, it's exactly equal to what we already have in Parshas B'chukhaisai. So why would Rashi feel compelled to comment here? That's question number one. Base. Lashita's Rashi, in accordance with Rashi's Shita, his, his opinion, his way of learning, his gestalt, if you read Rashi on Bechukhaisai, you'll see that Rashi points out that the brachas that come in Bechukhaisai seem to be greater than the ones that are here. Like Rashi writes in Bechukhaisai. So if you um, have also a Chomish Vayikra, so you could Look in Bechu Kaisai and um, the Pasuk is Chavav Dalit. And on the words, the eight Hasada, 
Rashi says, Hain Ilone Srak. These are non-fruit-bearing trees, but Asidin Lasis but they will in the future produce fruits. So it's a big miracle. It's a big, big bracha. The Hainu, this means this is referencing a blessing that transcends nature. And this would seem to be a much greater blessing than the ones found in our Parsha, Yaira, Malkish, early rain, late rain, Digancha, your, your grain, and 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 Asev, Besatcha, and grass in your field. These are all you know things that that, that we're used to that happen. That was Seif Aleph, base. So the Rebbe says, okay, if you're going to go there and we want to compare between this parsha, this pasuk here, and the reference in Bukhu Kaisai, then, then we have a whole bunch of other questions. And if you want to compare what Rashi comments here to what Rashi comments in Bukhu Kaisai, then you will be able to recognize a number of differences. So first, let's read the Pasuk here. In Parshas Ekev, the Pasuk reads, V'nasati mitar artzichem bi'itai yoyre u'malkoish v'asafta diganecha v'sireishcha v'yitzarecha. That's the Pasuk here. In Bichu Kaisai, again, Chavav Dalit, over there, the Torah says, "V'nasati gishmechem bi'itam, v'nasna areti bulav eis hasada yitain piriyeh." And we're going to look specifically on the Rashi in Bechukaisai on bi'itam on the word bi'itam, and the Rashi in our parsha on the word bi'itoy. So the Rebbe compares and contrasts Rashi's comment on these two words, which are almost the same. Be'itai and be'itan, and identifies a number of differences. Because of Sheba Parsha Seinu, in our Pasuk, in our Parsha, Hetik Rashi Hateva Be'itai, Rashi cites in the Debra Masfil the word Be'itai, U Perush, and his Perush reads as follows follows, Baleles, at night. Why will the rain come at night? So it doesn't annoy you. So it doesn't bother you. Another thing. Again, Rashi brings down the word. On Friday nights. Because everyone is found in their home on Friday night. So in this way, Rashi has given us Two perushim on the word in our parsha in our pasuk beitai, veilu be parshas bechukaisai. But in parshas bechukaisai, perush Rashi alateva v'nasati geshmechem beitam. Rashi says on the words, and I will give you rain in its time. Bishaa she'ein derech bnei adam latzeis in the in, in at a time when it's not common for people to go out. Like on Friday nights. And we have to understand why Rashi comments in different ways on what seemingly is the same word, the same term, and the same idea. Aleph. 
מהו הטעם שבפרשת בחוקי הסתפק רש"י בפירוש כגויין בלילי שבסס. Why in Parshas Bechukaisai, when Rashi wants to explain what it means to give rain in its time, he is satisfied to just say, for instance, like Friday night. But in our Pasuk, in our Parsha, he feels compelled to bring an additional explanation. Besides talking about Friday night, he also talks about the night in general. That's question number one. Question number two, Yisei Ramizu, even more so. The parshaseinu hevi rashi haperish de belele shabbosos keperish sheni. In our parsha, Rashi cites Friday night as the second explanation for what it means beitai in time. Hainu sheein ze haperish haikri bepshutoshal mikra. And the Rebbe has already taught us many times the rule that Rashi cites explanations when he cites more than one in the order of their relevance to the pshat. This means that in this case, this is not the main explanation for be'itai. But rather, Rashi is telling us here in this parsha that the, the main explanation of what it means be'itai is evenings. This would seem to be contrary to what he says in Bechukaisai. There he says, Because in Bechukaisai, it seems that Rashi is telling us that Be'ita means on Friday night. Why over here would he say that it means primarily in the evenings? The third question, He begins his parish with saying that Be'ita means in the hours or in the time when it's not plausible that people will be going out. And only after he describes the time then perish appeared as asman. Then he actually identifies what time that is. Kigain, for example, belele shabbosos on Friday night. Ve'ilu beparsha seinu, but in our parsha, seide hadvarim berashi hu lehefech. He actually gives it to us. He gives us the information in the opposite order. First, he gives us. He identifies the time. Tchila. First, he says belele shabbosos on Friday night. And only after that does he say, because that's when everyone is found in their home. So in Bechukhoisai, he leads with a description. Then he delineates what time that would be. Here he gives us the time, and then he gives us the reason for why that is the time. Fourth question. In Bechukhoisai, he underscores or the identification of this time, coaching it in negative terminology. This is a time when people don't go out. But in our Parsha, he cites and underscores and gives it to us in positive terminology. This is a time where everyone is found at home. Fifth question, the parashas b'chukhoisai, he says, b'nei adam, he says, people in general. 
Ubaparshasenu, he says, Shahakol, all. So what is the difference between B'nai Adam, people, and Hakol, everyone? Vav, the Parsha Seinu, in our Parsha, Koidem Shehevi Apir Shasheni Debelele Shabbosais, before he brings the second understanding for what Be'itai means, Hetik Shuv HaTeva Be'itai, he again cites the word bi'itai. So he doesn't just use it in the deep or hamaschil. And very, very often Rashi gives more than one parish, but he doesn't repeat the word from the pasuk. Here he repeats the word from the pasuk bi'itai. And only then does he say davar acher. I'm sorry, but he says davar acher, another thing. Then he says bi'itai, he repeats the term from the pasuk, and then he says belele shabbosis. He gives us a second explanation, which is Friday nights. So those are the questions of the Rebbe. Now, I also um, want to bring to your attention that in the third footnote um, is included also another question and that is that if you look into Rashi, the question is, why does Rashi start with the words Venasati Mitar Artsachem? Really, it would seem that he doesn't have to start that way. You know, he could just say Venasati. In other words, what's going on here with the words Venasati Mitar Artsachem? And the Rebbe will address that um, shortly. It will be addressed in a footnote shortly again. And the Rebbe says, all of these questions can all be resolved. It all turns on, on one thing we have to understand. Before we go further, let's just review all of the questions that we've gathered. First of all, it seems that Rashi should, it would seem, not have anything to say here. The first question was, what is novel in Rashi's perush? What is wrong with the Pasuk as it is? What has he really told us that we didn't already understand from the Pasuk? And the Rebbe brings down what the Mizrahi says, that this is a reference to what follows, and the Rebbe rebuts that, and he says, but if that would really be the case, then Rashi would at least have to say the goimer after the words v'nasati mitar atzachem. But he doesn't do that because the aim wants to say that the reason why Rashi comments here is to explain all the additional blessings. But the Rebbe says, but on the words v'nasati mitar atzachem, there's no question. So that's, that's number one. And the second the question is that Lashitas Rashi, there are bigger blessings going on in Bechukhoisai than here. And the Rebbe brings a proof. So, again, what is he trying to say with the words of Nasati Mitar Then the Rebbe says, once we raise the, the Pasha Bechukhoisai and we raise the words over there, let's take a careful look at the difference between Rashi there and Rashi here. It seems that Rashi is commenting in both places on the same term. Over there it's bi'itam, over here it's bi'itoi, but it's essentially the same term. And yet Rashi does different things. The first question is, 
why in Bechukhesai is Rashi satisfied to just say that Be'itam means like on Friday nights. And over here, he brings two explanations, generally at night and specifically Friday night, and that's the second parish. And, and that's another question. That's question number two. In Bechukhesai, Friday nights is the Iker parish. It's the only parish. Here it comes as a second, which means it's further from the Pshat. Third question is, in Bechukhesai, Rashi begins with first explaining that Be'itam has to mean a time that people are not found outdoors. And then he says, like on Friday night. In our Parsha, first he says, First, he tells you when. And then he says, that's because everybody's found at home. Fourth question is, in B'chukhoisai, he coaches it in negative terminology. Here, he coaches it in positive terminology. The fifth question is, that in Parsha B'chukhoisai, Rashi uses a term, b'nei adam. Here, Rashi uses a more inclusive term, shahakol, everybody. In Parsha, and the sixth question is, in our Parsha, Rashi again brings down the word be'itai before he gives us the, the, the words belele shabasos, which is different than what he normally does. Ba'abiyor becholzes. The Rebbe says, once you understand the pivot, the difference between the two, all of these questions will be resolved. Nikudas ha'chiluk ben ha'bracha de'parshas b'chukaisa lezusha b'parshaseinu. What is the essential difference between the bracha there and the bracha here? The parshas bechukaisei nemar benasati gishmechem beitam. Over there it says, "I will give you your reigns, your reigns, gishmechem, your reigns in their time." Hakshamim di Yisrael. These are reigns that belong to bnei Yisrael. Ube parshasenu nemar. And in our parsha, it says, "Venasati mitar artsechem." We're talking about the rain, the dew that belongs to the land. Gashmi, the physical land. Sorry, no, Gishmea aret. These are the the, the rains of the land. Hainu, meaning sheba parshas bechukaisai habracha hili Yisrael. In bechukaisai, the bracha is to bnei Yisrael. That they will be blessed with rain. And here the bracha is to the land, Eretz Yisrael. But because the land is blessed, so through the agency of the land, those who possess the land, B'nai Yisrael, will get the blessing. But the difference is in the Chukaisai, the bracha is to the B'nai Yisrael, it's their rain. And here it's a bracha for Eretz Yisrael. V'zeu gam tam hachiluk ben suk ha-brachas de parshas b'chukhoisai l'may l'meh ha-teva l'elu shebeparshasenu al pi teva. And now we understand the difference because there it's talking about a bracha to B'nai Yisrael. B'nai Yisrael are always l'may l'meh teva. So the bracha is l'may l'meh teva. Like exhibit A, that fruit trees that were heretofore barren, that were that did not give forth fruit, non-fruit bearing trees will become fruit bearing. That's Lamala Mea 
And in our parsha, it's Alpiteva. The parsha is Bichu Kaisai. In parsha is Bichu Kaisai. Kevan Shabrachahi Li Yisrael, Ein He Mugbeles Begidre Hateva. Because the bracha is given to Eretz Yisrael, it cannot be contained within the parameters of nature. Ha'adam Mizbarach Alpitzrachov Shaloi. Because a person is blessed in accordance with his needs. Gam Kasher Ein Hadavar Nitfas Alpidarche Hateva. Even when those needs that he has and those blessings are not grasped through the agency of nature. Masha Enkin, the Parsha Seinu, but in contradistinction in our Parsha, Sheba Habrachahi Le Aretz, here the Bracha is to the land, Harehi Alpi Gidreya Aretz. So even though it's Eretz Yisrael, but it's still in accordance with the parameters of the land. Shen Yanahu Teva. Because in general, the land, Eretz, Artsius, this is all about Teva, about nature. Valderch Mashenemar, and like it says in Parshas Noyach, Hashem says about, about the world, as long as the world exists in its current form, certain things will never cease. The, the seasons will never cease and so on and so, so forth. There are parameters, there are delineations. But the Ebershah created certain constructs and when you talk about the Eretz, you're not talking about transcending those constructs. Dalit. And the reason for the difference in the bracha between Parshas B'chukhesai and our Parsha, that is what Rashi is explaining when he comments on the words seemingly saying something that doesn't seem to be adding much. But the Rebbe says, no, but that's the whole clue to understanding this properly. When Rashi leads with saying, you did what you are obligated to do, so I will do what I'm obligated to do. In other words, when you read the Pasuk Stam, Vinasati Esev Besatcha, I'm sorry, when, when, when you read the Pasuk Stam and you read Vinasati Mitar Arschem, you're like, okay, what's the question? And Rashi says, well, when you do what you're supposed to do, I will do what I have to do. The Rebbe says that only with this can we understand the difference between here and Bechuk the fact that we now have identified, we, the Rebbe has identified for us, that the bracha here is vis-a-vis the land. It's all about teva. This is a bracha that enters and remains within the constructs of nature because this is in reciprocation. It reciprocates to an avoda that's kimu masha aleichem. You have an obligation. You fulfill the obligation. Bilvad. But that's all you did. Hainu. Hamutol aleichem. Omashaheim mechuyavim laasaysay. You did what you're obligated to do. Avaloi yoisem mikach. But you didn't do 
more than that. And therefore, measure for measure. So I'll do what I'm obligated to do. Bilvad. Just that. Yes, it will be a bracha. But only a blessing that conforms with and can um, be received via the agency of nature. And not more. In contradistinction, in Parshas B'chukaisai, Huftuhu Habrochis Kisrar Alanahokas Yisrael Boifen Shel B'chukaisai Telecho. But there the blessings are given for a behavior on the part of B'nai Yisrael that is encapsulated in the words B'chukaisai Telecho. Hainu Kepeirush Rashi. Like Rashi says on the words Bechukoise Telechu, Shetiyu Amelim Bitaira. The word Amelim could mean you will be toiling in Taira, you will be focused exclusively on Taira, you will be preoccupied with Taira. This means, We're not talking about people that fulfill their obligation to learn Taira. We're talking about a cohort that is preoccupied, that is focused, that toils in Torah. Way more than the, than the measure necessary to fulfill the mitzvah of learning Torah. And therefore, the bracha of Hashem is not just what I'm obligated to do, it's a lot more. It transcends Teva. Can I ask a quick question? Sure. Um, so I, I, when we first read the second paragraph of Dalit, I assumed that, I mean, I understood it to mean that what we're supposed to put in our effort in like, you know, let's say making a pronas or whatever it is, you're supposed to put in, like I saw it in a positive way before, like the Rebbe kind of, as you keep reading, you see that it's not such a positive thing. Like you only put in what you need to put in and then Hashem does the rest. But here's the difference. Yes, in Devarim Gashmim, 100%. But where do you see that this is talking about Ruchnius? Because it's talking well, about the Eretz. Look at Rashi. Okay, but but when it talks in the Pshat of the Pasuk, it's talking ah, about I see, you I see put in saying. your effort and Hashem will give you the rain. I see, I see. Which I seems see like a positive thing. Like, don't overdo it. Don't put your head in the boots, but just... Right, right. No, I see, I see, I see what you're saying. However, look, honey, once you have done what is incumbent upon you, then I'll do what's incumbent upon me. So if you're talking Gashmis, if you don't put your head in the boots, I'll give you everything you need. But I'll piruchni is where the Rebbe is fetching it can't work that way. It won't work that way. Thank you for bringing that to our attention. I don't know if you could tell, you probably can tell I am running on no sleep. Just got back from the retreat. It was amazing. Um, but 
So please, everybody keep on top of me and correct me and point all this important stuff out, et cetera, et cetera. Hey, Rabbi says, okay, this is all fine and good. But it seems that there is place to question this. Why? Because if you look in Parshas Kisavoy a little bit further on, look down from your heavenly perch. Perish Rashi, over there Rashi explains, Asinu Mashikazarta Alenu. We did what you decreed upon us to do. You do what's incumbent upon you. Rashi cites these words. Like I said, if you'll go in my ways, I'll give you the rain. And those are the words from Parshas Hainu. So Rebbe says, I'll pee this Rashi in Kisavoy, Venasati Gishmechem Beitam, Lamaila Mehateva, who has schar shall shasinu mashagazartalinu. This is a schar for Bene Israel doing what you decreed upon us. Ulich Aira, and it would seem that Teichen in Yazer, who Kitaichen Asisem Masha Alechem. You did what you were supposed to do. Haniska prepares Rashi Didan, Parsha Sekev which is our Rashi here. So there's a problem because in Kisavoy, Rashi is referencing Parshas Bechukaisai. Parshas Bechukaisai is about Lamai Lamei because the Jews are doing more than they're supposed to do. But it seems that it's very similar to what it says here. Here it says, Asisem Masha Aleichem, over there it says, Asinu aleinu. We did what you told, what you decreed upon us. What's the difference? And over here, when it says, Asisemashalechem, this is seen as within Teva, only doing what you have to do, fulfilling your obligation. But Savoy is referencing Bichukoisai, which the Rebbe told us is the Maila Teva. What's the difference? But Rashi prophylactically takes away this question in his parish on Tavoy. Because look carefully at what he did with his terminology in Parshish So uh, let's just give the context. Over there in Tavoy, the context is the mitzvah bikurim, and the Jews have to make sure that they 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 took off the all the ties, all the necessary trumas and maizus and so on and so forth, and then they come with a basket and they make a declaration. And the declaration is asinu ma she'aleinu. I'm sorry. So the Rebbe says in that declaration. Rashi writes on the words Hashkifa Mimain Kachcha, Shaloi Kasav Asinu Masha Alenu, Kilshine Beparshas Ekev. Rashi doesn't say there, we did what is necessary for us to do, like he does here. Ella Asinu Masha Kazarta Alenu. 
What's the difference? What did Rashi do here by adding the word mashakazarta aleinu? I know this means. Sheschar ze enoi alkiyum ha mitzvois. Asinu ba'even sheboi mikaimim ha mitzvah shepesuk de mishpatim ve'edus. The schar that Rashi identifies here and sends us back to Bichu Kaisai, which the Rebbe has taught us is a schar that Lamaila Mehateva is not a schar on doing mitzvahs like Mishpatim and Edus, logical mitzvahs, testimonials that we could bend our, bend our brain around. Shaseichel and Nushi Mivina that our human intelligence can understand and we, we can agree <laughs> in their efficacy. Ella Gazarti, Rashi uses, gazart, uses the word shegazarta aleinu. Ella alakium ba'ifin shaboi mekaimim chukim ugzeres. These are the mitzvahs we did because simply because you commanded us. Shekiyumam hu al yidei bitu v'hachna'a seichala adam. These mitzvahs are kept only through the abnegation, the suspension of our human intellect. Bilshain Rashi, and like Rashi explains, and this is in Parshas Chukas, on the word Chukim, Rashi explains, Kiyumam Hurak Mishum, we keep these mitzvahs only because Gezeira Hi Milfanai Ein Lecharishos Lahar Achareha. Hashem says, this is my gezeira. This is my decree. And you have no permission to ruminate about it. And once we're talking about a group of mitzvahs, a cohort that are effectuated through an aspect of the human being that transcends our seichel, that I will give you the reins in its specific time in a way that transcends nature. And once we understand this central point, now the Rebbe is going to address all the small differences between here and in Parshat B'chukhoisai in succession. It's, it's, it's so amazing. Ha'chiluk ha'kloli ha'nal bein B'chukhoisai l'parsha seinu. And this central difference between B'chukhoisai and our Parsha, B'chukhoisai being the above nature, transcending nature, and here within nature, Hugam tam ha'hefresh b'nei b'perish tevas bi'itam and bi'itai is also the reason for all the differences in Rashi's parish between bi'itam over there and bi'itai here, and here we go. The parshas b'chukhoisai shabirchas hakshamim hanesgerasham hi bi'ikar li Yisrael gishmechem. The parshas b'chukhoisai, when the bracha regarding the rain is primarily a bracha given to b'nei Yisrael, which is why it's called your rain. So the rains come in alignment with the desires of Bnei Yisrael. And the best time for rain to come down is when people are not walking in the street at all. And therefore over there Rashi explains Shabbos. 
a time when people don't, you know, traffic the streets, like on Friday night. But if you think about it, for the rain to only come Friday night, that already has to mean that would mean that on Friday night will come down enough rain. That, that's even if it storms, it's only once a week. But in contrast, in our Parsha, but in our Parsha, when it's talking about a bracha to the land, land is always an Indian of Teva. It's not to B'nai Yisrael, who pos- it's to the land. And there, through the agency of the land, B'nai Yisrael will get this bracha. Azai, Af, but in our parsha, it still has to conform with nature. Yes, yes, it means beitai means that the that rain will come down exclusively during certain times that are better. But here it has to say balelis nights. You need more than just one night. Many nights during the week. Because it's a completely miraculous thing that one night of rain should be enough. Zion. So the above mentioned difference. This is this also manifests in the difference. Again, the difference between here and Bechukaisai. Shamashman has man hamuksav bahamiyuchad liyuridas geshamim bilvad. The Rebbe wants to underscore that the word over there, beitam, the word over here, beitoi, is talking about a time designated for, set aside, slotted for the exclusive time that the rain will come down. Hainu. This is a time where rain comes down, nothing else. But there are two ways that this can occur. This exclusive crevice in time when rain will come down. When the bracha is being given to B'nai Yisrael, B'nai Yisrael transcend nature. So even the exclusivity of the rain coming down at a certain time is dependent on B'nai Yisrael. In, in, in all of their aspects. So when you're talking on this transcendent level, when is the time, the be'itam, that the only thing that's going on outside is rain? A time when B'nai Israel don't go out at all, like Friday night. Now he's addressing another question. That's why Rashi didn't say first, 
Because first he wanted to underscore something very specific and something very unusual. That this is a, a tremendous bracha, that it will only come at a time where that's the only thing that's going on in the street. But in Akev, because when you're talking about in a transcendent manner, so first of all, there's two nisim. One, that one night of rain is going to be enough. Two, that this is going to happen in a time where this is the only thing that's going on. And once Rashi underscores that, that's when you're talking in the transcendent form. But base, there's another way that rain can come in a very specific time. When the bracha is to the land, so here, the way in which B'nai Yisrael benefit from this blessing comes through the agency of the land, and specifically when they're not working the land. Here, in the natural realm, we're, we're talking about a different thing. We're talking about when do you not want the nuisance of rain? When is rain going to be disruptive? When you have to work the land. And that's why here he puts leilis first. And to explain how this is a bracha for your land that it comes only at night, Mam Shikh Rashi Bidbara. Rashi continues, Sha'achain ain't a bracha aborha aretz. That, yeah, you're right. It's not Mamisha bracha for the land. But it's so that it doesn't bother you. And in Yenzeh, who bespeel Tevas Yisrael, ha oiskin babaydis ha adam, shehila or hayim. And so Rashi needs to say a few more words to explain that this is a favor of B'nai Yisrael. And when do they work the land? They work the land during the day. And the Rebbe brings down, like it says, when do people come home from the Sada? At night, during the day, they work the land. And so the bracha is, they shouldn't need to undergo the nuisance and the annoyance of working the land while the rain is, is coming down on them. But Rashi can't suffice with only this explanation. Why? Because if you have only this explanation, we have a difficulty. If the Torah wants to tell us, 
Balelois. Why doesn't the Torah just say, and that's what you want to say, say that. And it's not like you're going to save words because is one word and is one word. In other words, there has to be something more that the Torah is trying to tell us because if the only thing the Torah is trying to tell us is that the rain will come at night, it could have just said the rain will come at night. Also, the explanation that beita means at night is not so, it's not so um, smooth. Because we've already said that the um, definition of beita here means the exclusive time that rain will come. Generally, and not only as it is connected to working the land, especially because the bracha that it will come exclusively during certain times, that doesn't benefit the land directly because the land needs rain. If it rains all day, it rains all night, it's not a difference to the land itself. But really, this bracha is for B'nai Yisrael to alleviate from them this nuisance. And because of these two questions, Rashi brings another explanation. Friday night. When everyone is found in their home. The Hetik Rashi Hateva Beitai Betoyhtavarov, and Rashi includes the word Beitai again, Kihayisran Shibbe Rushe Hasheni, because the advantage of his second explanation, Alapir Shasheni, on the, on the first explanation, Kubimashmaus Hateva Beitai. It's to address the specificity of the term Beitai. Vaafal Pikain. And still in all, but Leilis is still, Rashi field, the main explanation here. Because this parish fits better with the central theme, which is, again, nature and not transcendence. Nature connected to the land. Working the land. Ah, working the land, then the best time for the rain is all the nights. Tess. And so, in the aggregate, in accordance to what we've explained between the um, Chukhaisai and our Pasuk here, Nimsa Shayeshnai. We find that there's an additional difference. In Bechukhaisai, Rashi says, the schar is coming to those who are preoccupied, who are focused exclusively on Torah. So the Rebbe says, that's a very specific cohort in B'nai Yisrael. 
ואילו בפרשסנו, שבו הנידון הוסחר על שעשיסם מה שעליכם, קיום התורה והמצוות בכלל, אבל here רש"י is saying that this חר comes to generally keeping תורה והמצוות. הרי נכלולים בזה כל ישראל. All of B'nai Yisrael are included in keeping Tarim Mitzvahs. Ba'al pizem izbarim, shinoi halashoynez b'peirash Rashi. And now we're able to resolve the additional differences in Rashi here from Rashi there. Aleph. B'parshaseinu kasav Rashi sha'akol mitzuyim b'vatehem. In our parsha, Rashi writes, everyone is found at home. Kol Yisrael. All Jews are found at home Friday night. In Parshat B'chukaisa, he says, it's, a t- it's not a time when B'nai Adam go on the street, but he doesn't use the word kol B'nai Adam. Ki ha-medubar sham hurak ba-oisam sham amelim b'tariq. Because over there, he's speaking about a very specific demographic, those who are preoccupied exclusively with Torah. Bez, another difference. In our parasha, Rashi says, everyone's found at home. And he writes it in the positive terminology, not like it's not the way of people. Because if you're talking about all of B'nai Yisrael, you still can't say that nobody ever goes out at night, on, even on Shabbos. They go out to Davin, to visit other people. Okay, it's a bazaar. Things to go, places to go. You could say that generally people are found at home. But in contradistinction, when you're talking about only this very exclusive cohort, that's Amelim, move on, it's understood, that when it's Shabbos and you can't do any Malacha, then they are for sure exclusively toiling in Torah study, it's not just that the default is that they're home. They don't go out. This very specific demographic of scholars, of people that are preoccupied with learning Torah, on Friday night, they're not going, they're not going to the Shalom Zachar. Not for them. For this reason, and that's why the style and the order in which Rashi presents his parish is different here from there. That's what he says here. I knew this means. That this, this description explains what the word bi'itai means. The exclusivity that is implied in the word bi'itai is because this is a time 
that the default is that people are found at home. You can't say that there's something about the rain that needs to come exclusively during that time. It's about when it's convenient for people. Because at the end of the day, there are going to be people that go out. So it's not, the only thing that's going on during the time is not that it's raining. But in Parshas B'chukaisa, when you're talking about a very exclusive, specific, limited cohort, but over there, actually means that the only thing that's going to be happening during the time exclusively is the rain. Of course, at the same time, there are going to be other people that are walking about, but vis-a-vis those people, Yud. So what's the Hira to us? From here, our lesson to embrace is to see how important it is to toil and work hard and give it our all when it comes to Torah and Mitzvahs. It's not enough to just learn Torah and keep all the mitzvahs. It has to be done through toil, through hard work. It has to surpass the normal measures and parameters of a person and his nature. Even has to surpass the nature of his godly soul. A person can say, he could claim, I don't see why this is so necessary. He's already good. He, he already presents a picture of a person who's Shemitar and his self-control is already of a person who's shaymetara mitzvahs. Isn't that enough? Hu loymetara mitkayim kol mitzvahs. He learns tari, keeps all the mitzvahs. Im kain. Ma'hu ha'hechar sheyavar sheyishvar es ha'teva regilos denaf sheyelkis. So why really is it necessary for him to break even the parameters of his godly soul? Dai, it's enough. Kenukshayim. Ba'al zehu ha'mayna. So in answer to this claim that I'm doing enough. So comes the answer that it has to be, we did what you decreed upon us. This is what our blessed God decreed. Shall ish Yisrael lishanois es tivoy. So the Rebbe now ties in the Rashi in Tavoy and says no, because part of what Hashem decreed upon us is that we should do everything and only then can we say 
אבל כאשר חוסר בעבודה אינן בכל מועדך. But when you're missing the בכל מועדך, with all of your might, with all of your everything, לא איזו בבת שאי אפשר לא להיעז פתוח בעבודה סי, not only can you not be 100% sure that your avoida is okay, and you have to be careful lest you wander off the beaten track, the, the good, the, the, the right way. Because as long as you're still doing what comes naturally or what's comfortable, you know, you're checking everything off the checklist, but it's still all you. So what if something's going to be more alluring on a parallel road? So you have to And that's why there has to be there has to be more than just checking off the list and doing everything right. The Rebbe says, Avoida that does not necessitate breaking your teva, nikras loy avodai. This is called, you didn't serve Hashem. Look at the footnote. Gemara Chagiga. Ein Yisrael oisim etzenishel mokayim. Gemara Brachis. Of course, it's the Rebbe's Mitzat Etitanya. But, but the Rebbe is bringing down words from the Gemara. In other words, not even Alpin Midas HaChasidus. Alpin Nikla. If you're not breaking yourself, then it's not called serving Hashem. It's not called embracing the will of Hashem. And through doing our Avaidah in a way of with all of your might, with all of your everything, then we're also able to pull forth from above a hamshacha effulence that surpasses all limitation, all measure, in the way that is mentioned in Parshas Tavai, and what does Rashi say on Hashkifa? So this Rashi is from Hamish Bereshis. And I'm going to um, read it to you. Um, so it's it's Chumash Bereshis, Parak Yudches, Pasuk Tezvav. And this is right after the Malachim came and told Sarah she's going to have Yitzchak. And she laughed. And they said, why are you laughing? She says, I'm not laughing, etc., etc. Um, then, by Yakum Mikam Hanashim, Misham Hanashim, the men got up, the angels got up, by Yashkifu al and they looked, they gazed upon Sudaim. And Rashi writes on the word by Yashkifu, Kol Hashkafa Shebemikra wherever the term Hashkafa, this, this particular edamon, this particular term appears in Torah, it is meant to convey gazing for the purpose of bringing evil. Except for where the Torah says in that declaration, gaze down from your holy abode. To teach us that giving to the poor is so great. It can change Hashem's attribute of anger to mercy. So going back into our Sikha, the Rebbe says, 
that when we do our avodah, the whole ma'edecha, we're able to bring nimsh, we're able to be nimshach brachas that surpass all measure. Ad la'efen haniska b'parshas tavisham hashkifa memayin kachicha shagam inin shu hefach habracha b'chol amikra. Because hashkifa means that even when there could, it's a term that connotes that even when there could be something that's hefach habracha chas b'shalom. It's transformed and becomes a bracha. So that's our sicha again. I apologize for the, um, the not so smooth ride, um, but I do wish everyone a week filled with untrammeled bracha and uh, and everything everything good and all in very convenient times <laughs>